Blog Talk Radio. edition of the Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. Como Welcome to another Friday night edition of the Pajama Party. What's All going right. on? Everything's going ah. on. Yeah, you're right. Everything is going on. Ooh, what a week. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Action Pack week. <laughs> Just like For last sure. week. The I guess flop. that's the new normal now. The flop is thickening. Action packed week. Yeah, we done gone from pandemic to action. Get <laughs> ready. Because I think it's all yep. like a horse race to November. And uh, whew, the ducks are lining up. If you're not mm-hmm. ready. Mm-hmm. Well. Got the whole move. Well. So, uh, <laughs> how you doing out there tonight? I can't complain. How about yourself, Papa? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Good. Good. You want to give us a little rundown of what we're going to be talking about tonight, or uh, you up to it? Uh, yeah, I'm up to it. Yeah, I'm ready. We got a lot to talk okay. about tonight. All right, what we got right, going uh, on? Fire in the hole. All right. All right, fire in the hole. 45 has been acting the fool. Our hot topic tonight, Trump faces backlash over rally. Also, NASCAR bans Confederate flag. And the U.S. retailers condemns racism. Oh, really? Uh, hidden and quitted headlines. Walmart will stop locking multicultural products. Mm. Also, police called on black voters waiting to vote. Louisiana, I'm sorry, Louisville bans no-knock warrants. Also, Christopher Columbus statue Debate rises. The NFL will spend $250 million on social reform. Okay. Wisconsin Jim apologizes. Here we go again about I can't breathe ad. Well, we're going to need a couple cocktails after that. So a cocktail of the week is called the Killer Bee Cocktail for tonight. What's popping with Papa Didi? We're going to lighten it up with the weird news. The dumbest tourist ever. Also, Petty Thief Fled Supermarket, and Alaska Woman Harassed by Mother Moose. I'm just saying with red wine. I'm quite sure she got a lot for us tonight. Living for the City with Papa D.D. Surprise, surprise. My Hollywood Rock Up, I got quite a bit. Kiss It List, the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot. Hey, this is Redwine, just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it, PJs only, no clothes allowed, and I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine, are you talking about the Pajama Party, where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about eating? I know you 
Back to the pajama party when he hosts Papa D. Jamie with kettles. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. All right, let's uh let's let's get this thing started here. All right. All right. I got the first. Kick one. it over to you, kettle. Yeah, you got the first All one. Right. Let's get it rolling. What's happening Y'all on the Y'all boy forty-five. Y'all boy forty-five. He's on his starting his rally on June the nineteenth. And people don't know that's Juneteenth. June 19th, 1865, it was the end of the Civil War and the end of slavery. So your boy, he wants to do his rally in Oklahoma City um, on that particular date. So Trump um, was hit with strong backlash over his decision to hold a campaign rally next week on Juneteenth, a holiday marking the end of slavery in Tulsa, the site of a horrific race massacre uh, against black people in 1921. Come on, Trump. What you doing? Congressional <laughs> Black Caucus, they didn't call them out, um, said the decision to hold a rally bill on June 19th is disrespectful to the lives and community that has lost during the Tulsa race riot. Goes on to say this was the worst act of racial violence to date, and yet this is the place that the president, who has pursued nothing but a hostile and oppressive agenda for black people since his inauguration. He chose this particular place. To make matters worse, he has chosen Juneteenth, a day of our emancipation. This is ridiculous and yet another slap in the face for black people. Yep, yep, yep. So huh. what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? <laughs> um you I mean, know should, should we get revved up or what? I mean come on now. Let me get some feedback. <laughs> It's, it's, you know, I don't think I don't think being rev is even expected. That's not even anything we should even do. I, I think that the objective of their actions is to, is to get a reaction, and I mm-hmm. think that we need to stop even you know let them even bother us because it, it seems like for people that really are trying to keep black people oppressed, it seems like they always mm-hmm. like you like uh, stepping stepping in our footprints. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they always want to make yeah. a statement or do something that's relating to something that we already did. I just I think that if black people didn't entertain white folks for years, I'm talking for years. You know, the 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 suppression even going all the way back to uh, Nat King Cole. Okay, they may have been talking about uh, Frank Sinatra and all those guys. You know, the blue eyed soul back then, but Nat King Cole was the one that was swooing everybody. You know what I mean? Suing all the white women, freaking them out. And that's why they didn't, you know, his show went off the air due to lack of advertisement and everything else. It was a jealousy thing, you know? He was a dark-skinned brother as far as the gist of it all. Good-looking, handsome brother, nice smile, good physique, you know? He, he was just chill, talented. talented. He just had it all. And and all the other guys, you know, Frank Sinatra and all them, they had to be hustlers, and, and that's why they got the Rat Pack title. 
they wasn't nothing but some rats. They they got a bunch of illegitimate kids all over Vegas, and they was just dick slingers, so to speak. You know what I mean? So anyway, you know, I'm just making an analogy on their situation, which go to show you why we've always been tampered. We've been entertaining. We've been catering. We were Pullman porters on the train, always carrying their luggage, fixing their food, catering to their ass like crazy. We spoiled the shit out of them for years, hundreds and hundreds of years. We've always been so passive. We've been so nice. Our mannerism has always been over the top. We've always been the best. Our parents and grandparents told us the best shit, the best behavior. They loved us as long as we stayed in our place and they was making the money and they kept us where we were to just continue to serve them. But now that we're beginning to serve ourselves and thinking for ourselves and being ourselves, it's it's jealousy. They're losing their fucking puppy is what they're losing, you know? So anyway, but uh, and this is why Trump is pissed off with with everything, because Barack came in for eight years. It was polite and decent and pleasant, and he's coming here and just being a tyrant. You know, wasn't nothing but a hustler in Atlantic City at his casinos and everything else he did, his little hotels and stuff in Jersey and New York and, and all down there in North Jersey, Bergen County and all up in, you know, up in those areas, you know. And he just had his own little spot, his own little space. And now that he's, now he's the president of the United States, man, he must be really getting his rocks off on that because, man, he always wanted to be somebody. So he can't help this himself. Is definitely like the ultimate ego stroke. Oh, he's jacking his fucking pud yeah. like you wouldn't believe, I right? I mean, now. it's ridiculous. But as far as this event, to go and have a rally on Juneteenth in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. where Black Wall Street was massacred, massacred and destroyed by all those hateful people, hateful white people who massacred over three hundred black people. Just because they hated them and were jealous of them, I just think that it is the highest level of disrespect for him to do that. You could have picked any other day to do this. But Mm -hmm. when one of the reporters asked him, uh, well, why would you pick that date? And he said something like, well, you know, that date is special and has significance to me. I'm like, why? Well, first he said he had no idea. He, he, yeah, see, that's because he lies all the time. He said it was a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then he mm-hmm. said, well, the date meant something to him, too. I'm like, meant what to you? You're not from there. So what? What is this having? why does this have any significance to you? But you know it's going to upset black people in general. So is this why you insist on doing it? I just don't understand mm-hmm. anybody who deliberately stirs the pot. It's like you just want to keep stuff mess going. Because you think you can. But he doesn't realize that there's a whole other group of of people coming at him. You know, a whole other group. Yeah. I, I think he, he, he knows oh, what sorry, he's doing. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Kev. He, he knows I was just going to mention. Oh, yeah, I know you he know, does. I, I think it's just a strategic move on his part, you know. He, and he's getting people revved up like us, and, and that's what he wants, apparently. Well, I I don't like it, but, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, go out and march and do anything like that uh, regarding that. We got enough stuff to protest about. I right. just feel like, to me, this is just like throwing another log on the fire that's right. already burning. I think, so. I think we give him no power. Don't even look at the rally. Don't even... You know what I'm saying? Don't give him no power. Don't even, you know, concentrate on. 
Right. Concentrate on what we're we, we supposed to be doing on this particular date. You know, this is a celebration. Let's concentrate on that. Don't even give him the power. Don't even look at what what he's talking about. So, I agree. But um, I was just going to add, not relating to this, but it just reminded me. Um, I'm not sure what city it was, but there were a group of, uh, I think, po- police people, law law people, or something that were there at the White House meeting with him, and he. I want to say deliberately, probably was deliberately, but I don't know that for a fact, but the top three black Mm -hmm. law officials for that city were not included in that meeting. Now, how are you sitting there having a meeting about policing that particular city or that, you know, area, but the top Mm -hmm. three, top three now, black policing folk were not involved, not included, not invited. What the freak is that? See, that's the kind of shiggity but that really pisses me off. But you know that that's classic. That's classic even in the job market. You know, mm-hmm. you, you 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 could be so <laughs> invisible even in the in the job market. You could be, you could be the one that's really carrying out the task, and you won't even be invited mm-hmm. to the emails that were originally that were originally distributed. You, you get you get sent you get a sent email by your middle manager. Once he talks to the upper managers about what they want you to do, and then when it comes time mm-hmm. for you to do your task, you finally get a damn email when you probably should have been on the email when the when the distribution was first was first put out. You know what I'm saying? And this is very common. His stuff trickles down to the people, and most of the time, black people on the front line, even in supermarkets, everything like that. I, I go on Walmart all the time. And it's so interesting where you'll see they have a meeting in there, and there'll be like 25 black folks, and there's always one or two white folks running the meeting. And I'm like mm-hmm. saying to myself, why, why? What is this a Tarzan movie or something? I mean, wh- wh- why yeah. is it like this? Are blacks just not applying for management positions? But every time you know, you have a meeting in the over at the in the auto 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 department. And like 25 people back there, they're all gathered back there while people are shopping, 8 o'clock in the morning, and all these black folks are hanging around, everybody's leaning on something, listening to the meeting, and you got two poor white trash-looking white folks running this shit. And I'm saying to myself, what do these two white folks got that you 25 Negroes listening don't have? When you put, when y'all put in for a job, that all y'all put in there, stock clerk, when you filled out for the damn position... Did nobody put assistant manager, manager, or whatever, you know, manager, trainee? It makes you wonder. It makes you wonder, like, uh, you know, do you like this position? And every time I walk by these meetings in the morning in these stores where they have these meetings in front of the customers, and I see all these black folks listening to a couple raggedy-ass couple white, white folks, I'm like saying to myself, damn, I feel like I'm walking on the damn plantation. And I'm walking down the aisles of Walmart, and the plantation is right there in front of me. I'm saying to myself, boy, this is crap. It is crap. And I don't know whether to blame the black folks for their lack of positioning themselves or the white folks for just thinking that they always got to be the ones walking around with the laptop or the tablet telling black folks what to do. And they ain't got no more education than they do. They ain't got nothing going on. They don't wear better hairstyles, don't wear better clothes. They ain't got nothing going on more than they do. It's, it's just an atrocity. Anyway. All right. I'm going to let it go. 
Yeah, we'll let it go. I was going to say some more, but I'm yeah, let it go. Yeah, we'll let it go. We got a whole show to go. We got a whole show to go. All right. Over to you, Papa Didi. Yeah. Uh, now, here's something that's really deep, which is, whew, I tell you, I, I tell you, over this last situation, you know, that we, we that we experienced, you know, with uh, with with uh, George Floyd, you know, some of the developments of this is really incredible. You know, some of the things that are that are tr- trans transforming. You know, like for example, this story here: NASCAR banning Confederate flags from its uh, race venue. Now, it seemed like the only way they could get this this flag thing started is the fact they don't have a lot of audience right now. So they got to speak on that now that nobody's there yet. You know, because I think if they would have if they would have said this while they were still having eight hundred thousand people in the audience like that, you know what I mean? It would have been deep. But now they don't really have an audience. Like golf doesn't have an audience. The NBA is about to start without an audience. But anyway, getting back to this here, uh, for, for for more than 70 years, okay, the Confederate flag became commonplace at a uh, NASCAR event. You look at the, the center stage where all the pit stuff is and special VIP people have their RVs and everything, and people are donning, they're donning Confederate flags all over the place. It's, it's almost like a second nature it's just like you know i don't it's almost like the battle cry you know it's very interesting you know and it's uh in the wake of the death of george floyd the flag is no longer welcome in the stock car series okay nassau has banned the flag at its races and all of its venues wednesday which was a dramatic step by the uh this series which is deep deeply rooted in the south where where all this stuff it's gone down. You know, it must now convince some or most of the uh, alternate fans that uh, this is a truly time for them to keep their flags at home, uh, to leave their T-shirts in, their, in the drawer, uh, take the scarves off their head, uh, bumper stickers, and, and hit the track without a trace of uh, longtime symbols of many of the racial slavery policies and stuff that they all had in place that they displayed really proudly. And, uh, you know, the issue was pushed to the to the forefront this week by a gentleman named Bubba Wallace. My man. Okay, he's uh, the only African-American gentleman out there. NASA, a uh, lone black driver, and uh, and he's an Alabama native who called for the uh, bandage of the Confederate flag and said that there was uh, no place for it in the sport, you know, because he's bringing a younger mentality. He, he races just as good as anybody else, and he's just tired of looking around and uh, seeing, for one, just him. And seeing all this other Confederate stuff, and they're racing in Martinsburg, they're racing in North Carolina and Mississippi, and it's, just, it's got to be vicious knowing that all that, all that, that back in the day venom is following you around. So the band was announced Wednesday night uh, at the race at Martinsville Speedway in Virginia, which is uh, West Virginia actually, and uh, where Wallace drove uh, Richard Petty's uh, Motorsport number 43 Chevrolet. He also had a sticker that said Black Lives Matter on it, and that was painted on there. And he also had a, a fist on his hood, which was a, a white, not a fist, but a two hands shaking, a white hand and a black hand shaking yeah. hands on, a, on the hood of the car. And he also had a shirt on that said, uh, I can't breathe on the front, and underneath it it said uh, Black Lives Matter. So the brother Bubba Wallace went all out, mm-hmm. all out and all in. So he, he his car he, is wrapped with a thing yeah. that says Black Lives Matter yeah, he all should, over he the car. He should be really commended for his yeah. uh, his boldness to step into that world. His car mean, is black. Yeah, NASCAR NASCAR has been so 
so uh, oriented on that particular situation. And for that brother to take a stand like that, it just going to show that, uh, you know, things things are changing. I mean, there's a whole – and that's why I say on the other end, we can't really be concerned about Trump because Trump is in his 70s, you know what I mean? And, you know, he, he's, he's getting old. He's setting his ways. He has his built-in sarcasm. He has his built-in rhetoric. He has his built-in – you know, his shade that he throws on black people. But he's been throwing shade on black people so long that that's all he knows. There's no way he can even change. But it's so sad that he gets away with the things he gets away with because it's so blatant and so over the top. And like I said, in most cases, you know, white folks are monkey see, monkey do people. And they also believe that the one with the most toys wins. If you go in any uh, predominantly uh, Caucasian suburban neighborhood, the one on the block that has the biggest business, uh, the more the most money, the prettiest trophy wife, you know, all the little suburban kids, they're the ones everybody, everybody else on the block respects and want to be like. You know, they can be really, uh, when it comes to black people, like point fingers at us and put us down. But when it comes to their own people, they get in line like soldiers. And like I said, it's like the one with the most toys wins. And the one that it's a monkey see, monkey do mentality. So all these people are afraid to challenge Trump because he has the most toys, you know, and he's the leader of the monkey see, monkey do mentality. That's why the senators don't attack him. They don't talk about him. Everybody, when they talk at any venue, they talk like Trump is listening, like he's going to evaluate them after the press conference is over. As soon as they get done with a press conference and go back in the White House, Trump's going to say, what do you mean? He's got to have at least 10 TVs up because he sees everything. Acts like he calls uh, CNN fake news and all that stuff. But he, but everything that goes on on CNN, he comments on it. Anything that uh, anybody says on there has to do with anything that he doesn't like, he sends a tweet out. He focuses on everything in the world. The gentleman that got knocked over, the that the the cop yeah, pushed in Buffalo. That, that, yeah, in Buffalo that bumped his head. He commented on that, made a gesture. About, why are you worried about all this little small superp- superfluous stuff when you're the president of the United States? Why don't you worry about some major shit and stop worrying about all this little mediocre stuff? Let the governors and the mayors and, the, you know, and everybody. He's putting out a conspiracy theory about that man. No, oh, please. I'm not even going to repeat it, but, no. you know, let's just say a conspiracy theory. Yeah. And the man's lawyer is like, I don't even know yeah, where man, that insult even ear. came we from. We not of his ear and everything else. But anyway, that like I said, our hands, our hats off to uh, Bubba Wallace standing up in NASA. That's who NASCAR Bubba. rather. Bubba. NASCAR. That's who boy. That's yeah. that's major. That's a celebration of the good old yeah, boy that's, from way down, yeah, he, way he down. He deserves a uh, round of applause there for uh, for the good brother. Uh, Bubba Wallace, this round of applause is for you, brother. Yay, Bubba. All right. All right, I got one last one for you while we're on the topic of racial justice. Uh, the retailers now, just in general, U.S. retailers, uh, are saying that now they condemn racism, but the critics are saying you're still profiling us. So you can talk all that talk, but your actions say uh, yeah. something different. So as racial justice protests have swept the United States, leading retailers have taken to social media to proclaim their commitment to equality. Mm. But such statements decrying racism in the wake of the George Floyd killing have been met with incredulity by some non-white customers, black folks and brown folks, 
who recount instances of being quizzed by sales staff on how you make your money. I wish a salesperson would ask me if I'm paying for something that has a little price tag on it. Uh, By the way, where do you work? I wish they would. I'll punch them in the throat. Anyway, people saying they've been quizzed on how they make their money and being watched through the shelves. You know, people trying to see where you're going, what you're doing and all that, security watching you and stuff. Racial profiling, which inspired the hashtag Shopping While Black, has proven to be a problem and that the industry is largely avoided directly engaging in recent days, even as retailers are coming out publicly to condemn racism and promise greater diversity in their leadership. Black and Hispanic shoppers have questioned companies' sincerity, saying that even if they haven't been stopped by security guards, they feel routinely surveilled and unwelcome in stores in ways that white people do not. And the tension has in the past resulted in retailers making major payouts to settle profiling lawsuits. And you may recall the one uh, when Starbucks had to close 8,000 of their stores for one day to do uh, training on uh, avoiding implicit bias. That was in April 2018 when two brothers were arrested in Philadelphia. Y'all remember that one? They were in the Starbucks minding their business, and somebody said they yeah. were loitering or something, and they ended up getting arrested. Yeah. So, civil rights advocates are saying that they're hopeful that all this, you know, all the protests and everything will lead to changes, not just in policing, but in other areas where the U.S. has fallen short of the promises that we say. You know, one nation under all individual. Indiv- I forgot the dang on pledge, but you know the thing. <laughs> justice for all. It's been that's that long ago, huh? Yeah, it's been a minute. But justice for yeah. all, and that's not what we see. We see justice for right. some. Yeah. And it's supposed right. to be yep. all. You know, mm. not like Richard yeah. Pryor said, just us when you see the jails. But yeah. anyway. That's all I have on that one. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. We have something coming up, too, in our hidden clinic that's relating to that also. uh, So we're going to take a look. Yeah. Take a little peek. Well, I'm going to go to the phones first, and then we'll come back to, well, we'll go take a break, and then we'll go to the hidden clinic. All right, let's go to the Uh phone lines. Pick up this caller. Caller, welcome to the Pajama right. Party Show. You are live hello. on the air. Go ahead with your comment. Hello, hello. Hello? Yes. Hello, you're on the air on the Pajama Party Show. Go ahead with your comment. Did you have a comment? No, I didn't have a comment. This is my first time tuning in, so I was just listening in on the conversation. Oh, oh okay. Well, well we appreciate you. that. Thank yeah. you for tuning in. All right, we'll pile yeah. that on you. All right. All right. All right. Well, then we'll take a quick break, and then we're coming back with the hit it and quit it headlines. And uh, you know how we do. We're going to hit them, and then we're going to quit them. Right on the back. Pajama Party Show. We'll be right back. Living just enough, just enough for the city. Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing Pajama Party. Well, I was, I was talking about my little uh, 
one of my segments, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you ride me. That's every Friday night at 9. Pajama party, no clothes yeah. allowed. Kettle and red wine, uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, I'm going to sing. I don't know what number to call. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, call us at 914-803-4306. 803-4306. And press 1. And press 1 to be put into the queue. And uh, say what you have to say. You can read off what we're talking about. Come up with a new subject to your own. We're liberal. We're easy. Eastern time. Eastern time. We're here nine nine p.m. Friday nights at uh, six o'clock. o'clock West Coast. And uh, what maybe seven o'clock in the mountains or in the yeah seven in the mountains. Uh, Michigan. Michigan and New Orleans and all that. We're like an hour back. But 9 o'clock on the East Coast. 9.15 on the East Coast. It's B time, 9.15. Don't be late when you listen up. It's 9 o'clock on the dot. That's right. Every Friday night. We'll see you there. Goodbye. All right, welcome back to John Party 1. Your host, Papa Diddy. I'm your with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darlings. Okay, uh, this next story, um, I, I, I've i been noticing this for a long time myself, and it, it's, it's so funny how things come full circle. I don't know whether by accident or it just happens or it's just God's way, but, uh, you know, Walmart said they're going to stop putting multicultural products in locked cases. Now, I didn't really see stuff really locked down like that on the multi but I do I do see, you know, having a bald head, I do see razor blades and stuff like that that has to do with anything that black men are using often. It seemed like anything that we want to use on a regular base has locked up, got restrictions and and when they first started locking up razor blades, I was like, really? And, and razor blades is a choice whether you want to use the latest or you want to grab the disposable joint, you know, whether you're traveling or whether you got an electric one or the buzz thing, rechargeable battery. I mean, people shave their head and all kind of notions and, and their face and their beard and underneath their, you know, wherever. And, and it's so amazing how – and then for Walmart to admit what they were doing. You got the nerve to put out a headline saying that we're going to stop putting multi-culture products in lock cake. But why did you do it in the beginning? Hmm. What, the, what, what the hell? What, you know what I mean? So you, you, you're going to lock up uh, coconut oil or uh, Afro-Sheen do-it fluid or the uh, Ultra-Sheen fly, fly hair, uh, uh, pink lotion. Remember pink lotion back in the day? And things like yeah, that. I mean, I everything is, you know, sulfur eight. Anything that we use that has a black overtone going to be locked up. Damn, ain't nothing but some hair grease. You know, ain't nothing but some conditioner. Ain't nothing but some whirls of curls, some, some, you know, some, some uh, Bonner Brothers uh, Jerry Curl juice. Whatever, whatever it is you use, it's just you just using it. Five ninety nine, six ninety nine, four ninety nine, three ninety nine. Damn, you locking up like we buying, you know, like it's, it's filet mignon. 
when he number some damn hair product. That's how they were treating it. Uh, they were only doing it question. in certain do, communities. Do, do you guys think that it's it's they're doing it purposely because um, black people buy those products, or because everybody buys those products and you know people are stealing stuff? We can't well, say no, it's predominantly see, black people. Well, you know what? I, I never was really for the 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 objective of of stealing. You know, this is what surveillance is for. You know what I mean? You gotta every time I look up in a and let's use Walmart as an example because we're talking about Walmart. Every time you look up at Walmart, there's a camera on your ass. Okay? So agree, I'm sure agree, that camera's but, there. But that's always the alibi. Just, just, right, but just like CVS, they started locking up those um commodities that people I don't know, black, white, whatever, orange, green, that were stealing those products. It was um the um the liquid soap, um, you know, lotion, those different products. They start yeah, but locking them up somebody, they were losing money. If people are stealing, but that's no that's no excuse. If people are stealing, shouldn't that be the stuff that would warrant more surveillance? I mean, you can't you can't dictate what you feel. People steal whatever they feel is important to them. I don't think the stealing you know, is really but, a but you, Right, but you know what's happening right now? Things are being cut. So you you might have um, um, say five people on security in the background looking at the monitor, and you might have two people on the floor. They've cut that. So all they yeah, have but who, like who's, said, is but whose monitor. problem is that? Is that the black customer that walks in the door's problem, or is that the problem with the store? But I can't even go with that kettle because they've been doing that locking up stuff for a long time. That's not a new thing. Yeah, yeah I'm not. I, I, I just right. can't. So I, I, I don't think we should look at it as it being a racial thing. I think that we're just pulling grasping the straws right now because all this racial tension right now. So it's like, okay, now you want to look up the shit? Like you just said, where one, they've been doing it for a long time. So don't connect yeah. it to me. I, I don't. You shouldn't connect yeah, it to exactly. this. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. thing that's going on. You shouldn't. You yeah. shouldn't connect it to that. You know, they. But they in try reality, to, um, you know. Yeah, everybody's trying to act like they they they're they're letting the one of the legs they letting the bear trap out of the the bear out of the trap of one leg at a time. But but wait, thing, but the reality know? is that they weren't just locking up products over a certain amount because of fear of theft. They're locking had been locking up products that black people use. They were mm-hmm. not locking up. You trail. sure white people don't use those products? Like I said, they've been they've been locking up um soap. I'm, I'm not um, saying deodorant. white people don't. I said they're locking up stuff that they know black people use. I'm not saying white people don't. I'm but saying they were targeting so. the products that black people were buying is what they were locking up. Like those razors yeah. that, uh. that Papa Didi was talking about, they're locking oh up not those throwaway Lord. big razors that most white men use. They're locking up the ones that are specifically the black man shavers and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, the ones that's going to go across they're your head nice and smooth. Stuff. And you know, but but you know what? But I, you know, Kettle, I think that you really answered your own question though. Is that they? If you're if you have the assumption that black people are stealing, and you don't have the manpower or woman power to oversee the traffic or to see who's in there, then you lock up stuff because if you're assuming that, that race is stealing, 
then you lock up what they use. This way you don't have to watch them so much because you know that the stuff they're going after is locked and they're going to hit a little buzzer and they're going, I need to get it out for I need it, I need a toothbrush, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever they need. And, you know, so so it's almost a catch-22 is that they're trying to save their surveillance and save all the stuff they got going on. But deep down inside, uh, you know, it, 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 it's sad. It's, it's, but this has been going on for years. This yeah. has been going on for years. Yeah, it's years. not a new thing. It's just yeah. that now it's being right. brought to the and, forefront. But to act like you're dropping yeah, something. Act like you're dropping something. That, you know, it's such, I tell you, we talk about Trump all the time. And his manipulation on black folks, man, we're getting shanghaied by everybody. Everybody's been mm-hmm. sticking it to us hugely. And it's just been, they've may been making money, been making life, been making a career. They've just been making everything off the backs of black folks, like every day. And then give you the mm-hmm. worst stuff in return, you know, and it's just so, it's just vicious. It's very vicious. And if you're sleeping on that, boy, you need to wake up. In every aspect, right. even if you ask his uncle Tom, you need to wake up. Right. Anyway. All right. right. We're going to hit in quick, like you said. Keep moving. Um, police were called on predominantly black voters waiting to um, cast ballots after midnight in Georgia. This is crazy. The widespread problems of polling locations throughout the state of Georgia um, during this Tuesday primary election forced many voters to wait online for multiple hours, sometimes well after the polling locations were scheduled to close. My thing is, well, okay, well, how did they, did they end up voting? Georgians hoping uh, to cast their vote at the Christian City polling location in South Fulton um, County were not only forced to endure grueling heat and lengthy lines well past midnight. They were also greeted by uniformed police officers who were called to the location because voters refused to leave until they were able to vote. Come on, man. Why not? Um, the Georgia wow. senator and uh, chair of the state's Democratic Party, uh, Nakima Williams, who had already cast her vote earlier that morning, was at the um, Christian City polling location offering support to those waiting in line. Which was, that was pretty good. Um South Fulton's population is approximately 90% black or African-American, according to the latest census data. Five hours and 37 minutes after polls should have closed, the last voter cast a ballot in Georgia, and the police were called on us. Come on now. Seven police cars were called because black voters refused to let their voices be silenced. This is why we march and why we vote. I know that's right. There you go. Okay. This, This is why we do these things. um, And that voting is all messed up. I mean, I don't know what the results are yet, but the the level of confidence is low. Right, and and my thing is, all these ballots going to be counted. These these people that voted, you know, just because the polls close, are those votes going to be counted after you know they close after hours? They're supposed to be because it's not the voters' fault that it took five Mm -hmm. hours longer than it should have. And you know the next day, the uh, man who, I forgot his name, who's responsible for that, he's pointing fingers mm -hmm. at everybody else, talking about, well, they had people who weren't well-trained and they were trying to handle the machines and they didn't really get the training. And he's blaming everybody else, but the buck stops with him. You you were supposed to oversee that whole thing. Right. But you know what, they they came from like 1,500 polls to almost less than 100 polls. 
So everything is being cramped in these, you know, under 100 poles. That's just ridiculous. How, how can you do that? It was all ridiculous. And then on top of that, they had new machines. They were using new machines mm-hmm. that people were not familiar with. So people were taking more time, I think, than they normally would because of unfamiliarity with the machine mm-hmm. itself, the staff, the voters. I mean, the whole thing was just messy. Right. But, but you know, Georgia has they, a history they, of messy voting. Right, but they're still trying to suppress the uh, mail-in votes because your president has talked about that so bad that uh, people, you know, they don't feel confident in doing it. But to me, that's the safest way to vote. You know, just oh, as long as they don't cheat as far as that. Right. But as long, as long as they don't they don't cheat. Stacey she did mention she got her absentee ballot, but the envelope was was closed. She tried to open it but she was she was unsuccessful. So she ended up going um voting you know, at the polls. You know, those you know, those things they, they do different things to discourage us, that's all. And that pisses me it's, off. There's some crazy <laughs> stuff going on. That's all. That's, I, that's been going on for crazy. years. Yeah, yeah, I know it has. It's, it's just ridiculous. But until we change some laws, it's not going to change. It's going to be the same. And this jacket well, in, the president uh, in order to change the laws, right in here. order to change the laws, we got to vote for new people to get in there to change the laws. So we, it's starting <laughs> to sound like a catch twenty two. If we can't vote sure right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's why we protest. We gotta do something. Gotta this do is something. crazy. It is. Yep. All right. Well, let's go to Louisville. Louisville. Uh, lawmakers banned the Louisville Metro Police Department from using no-knock warrants on Thursday. Yesterday. Thank God, they finally got that one passed. No-knock warrants. Uh, no more, and this was based on what happened to Breonna Taylor, who was murdered by the police with a no-knock warrant in cold blood in her own home. You know, she would have been 27, I believe, last week was her birthday, would have been her birthday. Um, so they had finally voted, I think it was um, a unanimous vote, to pass the measure known as Breonna's Law. Yay, finally, somebody did. So this law, Brianna's law, mandates that the Louisville uh, Police Department officers wear operating body cameras. Not just a body camera, but it has to be an operating condition when executing any warrant and retain the recordings for at least five years. And that's coming from the protests from all over the country to end the systemic racism and the violent police tactics that are, of course, disproportionately affecting people of color. So the uh, Louisville mayor, Greg Fisher, said that as soon as that bill hits his desk, he is signing it. So we can call that one a done deal. So I salute Louisville for finally getting something done. I think that's the first piece of legislation that I'm aware of. No, that's not true. Because in uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, they got rid of the chokehold ahead of this bill being passed. So they've banned the chokehold. That was the guy that was selling the cigarettes. I forgot his name. 
Garner. No, that was Eric Garner. That Eric was in New York. Minneapolis okay. is where George Floyd was murdered. Uh-huh. So I think within within a week and a half or so, maybe two weeks after his murder, mm-hmm. uh, Minneapolis voted to get rid of chokeholds to tell the police they could no longer do that. So progress is being made slowly but surely. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, back over to you, Papa Didi. Uh, let's see here. Well, I guess the uh, oh. I, I, Spanish Spanish folks got got their way on this one here, boy. That battle between Christopher Columbus and the Spaniards, boy. <laughs> Woo! That was an undercover uh, little disagreement that was going on for years. Spanish people and uh, Christopher Columbus, you know, Americans were, you know, saying Christopher Columbus discovered America and all that jazz was another Aesop fable that everybody fell for. And uh, but Spanish people saying, you know, first of all, we were the ones we were the ones navigating the boats, okay? Mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus may have knew the Queen and all that, and and was able to shice some money and get what he had to give for us, get But it was our boats, you know, the Nina and the Pinta and the Santa Maria. Sounds like Spanish boats to me instead yeah, of Italian like, boats, okay? That's what it sounds like. The Nina, the Pita, and the Santa Maria, the three boats that uh, allegedly discovered America. So Spanish have been battling at Columbus Day for years. So I just go to show you the people out there when you when you, uh, when you you talk about the different statues that are being knocked down, you know, one of the emphasis is on the ones from the, you know, the Confederate uh, Civil War and all the different generals and all that were on there. And then, and you know, the one that really was the one initi- that initiated all this statue putting up was uh, Strong Thurman, okay? Mm. Strong Thurman was, you know, that old joker that was in there, was the senator, you know. Yeah. And that was, what's his name, his boy? He's on TV now, uh, your boy Armstrong, uh, Armstrong Williams, okay? One, the, oh. one of the darkest brothers out there, complexion-wise, and is always talking political stuff, but he claimed how Strong Thurmond raised him in the political world and all this jazz. And Strong Thurmond was one of the biggest persons out there that was yeah. promoting all this racial stuff. And now Armstrong Williams out there talking like he's trying to be a legitimate person oh, when this is where all your tutelage than Clarence Thomas. This is where all your tutelage came from. So just go to show you that people, you know, people jump on that. Uh, Republican bandwagon thinking that's going to keep money in their pocket and they're the ones talking sense and they're the ones that are conservative. I'm conservative. Who, who, who ever, who in the world ever came out with this whole liberal conservative thing? Don't you think that we all have a little both of that in our lives? Don't you feel liberal sometimes? And don't you feel conservative sometimes? You know what I mean? When you, when you dress up and get yourself right, or you, you know, you go to your job and you're up on your game and doing your thing. You're projecting a conservative nature because you know your shit and everything is flowing and it's all good, you know. So, so what are they gonna do with the statues of Christopher Columbus? They oh, that, that of one of them been dumped in the river already. They've been knocking them down. But, but my point I'm making is that that wasn't <laughs> an argument of black people. Oh, you're saying it's not black mm-hmm. people. That fighting. wasn't black people that put that that Christopher Columbus statue in the river. Okay, and this happened in New York City, and they, it was a 14-foot marble statue, 
and it, it stood at a Columbus Circle outside of Central Park, and that joint now is in the Hudson River. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and that was and and like I said, look at the undercoating situation on that. That was not black people that knocked that sign down. That was a feud between the Spanish and the Italians on that. So. Well, the Native Americans had issues with it. Well, exactly. So while they were all out there protesting, Native Americans and the Spanish people was like, you know what? (laughs) Fuck all this. Look, I ain't too much worried about this. uh, They said while we're at it. While we're at it, this Christopher Columbus joint, (laughs) you know, let's let's take this down. So so they knocked that down. They knocked a couple of Christopher Columbus ones down. So they got their wish. So even over in Europe, they took down a couple of Christopher Columbus signs. So. But uh, it's just vicious, you know. <laughs> it's vicious. I mean, the things that are happening right now, I mean, I'll speak on a little more in my uh, segment, what's popping, but uh, whew. So I wonder if they're going to rename a... the circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, that answer. circle is called Columbus Circle, and they um, knocked down Christopher Columbus' statue. Yeah, I know a town in New Jersey that they call Columbus Park, and they got Christopher Columbus' statue right there in front of the thing there, but they, you know. Well, what about the hey, District Jim. of Columbia? Is that named after him, too? Nah, I'm not sure. Uh, no, I don't no, know. no, it's not. I doubt it. All right, but I'm going to get to this next article. Bump his, his damn ass, Christopher Columbus. Okay. All right, the NFL spending $250 million on social justice initiatives. NFL is committing to $250 million over 10 years to social justice initiatives, targeting what it calls systematic racism and supporting the, quote-unquote, battle against the ongoing and historic injustice faced by African Americans. Always our fight right now, right? Okay. The league, which has raised $44 million in donations to its Inspired Change program, announced the additional $206 million committed Thursday. It plans to work collaboratively with NFL players to support programs to address criminal justice reform, police reforms, and economic and educational advancement. Okay. Less than a week ago, oh, boy, yeah, boy, Commissioner Roger Goodell, Denounced racism in a video prompted greatly by players video seeking NFL action. The players want to see um, definitive action, of course, but there has been increasing um, distrust of of the NFL since San Francisco quarterback Colin Kaepernick and others began kneeling during the national anthem in 2016. He's recovered from that. That's been, what, four years ago. The message was um, misconstructed by the league and many team owners as um, anti-military and anti-flag. Cadell, y'all boy, in this video, though never mentioning Kaepernick, who has not found an NFL job last three seasons. Crazy. Come on now. Somebody's going to give him a job, don't you think? Well, yeah, it was rumor, but I don't think it's, it's real news that the Jets had picked him up as quarterback. So I don't know if that's real news or not. I'm not sure. I I saw a little bit of that on there. Everybody's trying uh, to – it's like Walmart. Everybody's trying to jump on that, that slow wagon that's riding by their house, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And that, band, that bandwagon is getting <laughs> real – it's traveling real mm-hmm. slow, and Joker's is jumping on and off it like a mm-hmm. – like, like you know, like that hop on off bus. Mm-hmm. Hop on, hop off. Around the country where they had that hoe down where you get on the back of that truck with that hay on it. Mm. Where you going? Mm-hmm. I'm going to a hoe down. Okay. Well, we'll see what um, happens. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we definitely will. Keep an eye on that one. That Goodell is a slippery one. Yes, he is. Uh, Let's see. I got one more for you out of Wisconsin. A Wisconsin gym is facing backlash after it advertised a workout called I Can't Breathe and included Mm -hmm. an image of a person kneeling. Come on, y'all. They just take take the air out of me. The roughly 35-minute drill of burpees and different exercises, it was on a dry erase board at a gym called Anytime Fitness in uh, Wauwatosa, about six miles west of Milwaukee. Written at the bottom of the board was, and don't you dare lay down. A photo uh-huh. of the workout was posted on social media and, of course, sparked immediately immediate criticism from people who said it was mocking the death of George Floyd. Anytime Fitness, who has over 4,000 franchise locations in 50 different countries, issued an apology on Wednesday saying that they were shocked and devastated over this workout. And they said, no matter the intent, we absolutely do not condone the words, illustrations, or actions that it represents. And to our employees, owners, and members, we're truly and profoundly sorry that this incident occurred. And they said, you know, that we have franchisees, which, you know, they do what they do in their locations. We didn't see it at the corporate office. So apology, apology, yada, yada. I did see a follow-up to this story uh, just this evening that the individual who put that up on that board has been fired. Yay. So you're gone. But uh, Anytime Fitness says they're committed to working to inform and educate employees and owners worldwide to stand for our black communities, including our members and employees. So it sounds like they're trying to say and do the right thing. This was one of their, you know, franchisees who thought that that was cute or funny or trying to just, um, you know, merchandise a phrase, I can't breathe. I don't know what that person was thinking, but they're fired. Mm-hmm. They're canceled. Okay. They're gone. Thanks. Oh. You were just Link. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're okay. done. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, let's see, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Kettle and this week's Cocktail of the Week, brought to you by D.C. Homegrown Entertainment. We'll be right back on the other side of the break. It's the Friday night adult talk show, The Pajama Party, on Blog Talk Radio, produced by D.C. Homegrown Entertainment. Visit us online at www.apajamaparty.com Click the banner and you can join us online or call us right now at 914-803-4306 The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you so pick up the phone and call us now 914-803-4306 and tell us what's on your mind There's a big fluffy pillow reserved up front just for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Now let's get back to the pajama party crew and more of the pajama party. That better not be my robe. Welcome back to the pajama party show. This is Red Wine and I'm here with Kettles. Hello. 
And Papa Didi just stepped out for a minute. And he'll be right back. So, Kettle, we're going to jump right into the cocktail of the week. Okay. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. It's a good one, too. All right. It's called the Killer Bee of Cocktails. Killer Bee Cocktails is a famous Caribbean rum punch served at the Sunshine's Beach Bar and Grill Nevis. Light and fruity with a dash of spice. So, this is for a big punch. This is a punch. So two cups of uh, gold rum, sounds good to me, two cups of passionate uh, fruit juice, one cup of freshly squeezed orange juice, a fourth a cup of fresh lime juice, two teaspoons of um, wholesome organic stevia, a half a teaspoon of ground nutmeg, a half a teaspoon of ground black pepper, interesting, and um, club soda. So we're going to pour the rum, passionate fruit, orange, and lime juices in a pitcher. Add wholesome organic stevia, nutmeg, and black pepper. Stir until the stevia dissolves into the cocktail. It says to serve, fill glasses with ice, and pour the cocktail over the ice. Uh, leave room at the top of the club soda. All right. Top each glass off with two to three teaspoons um, of club soda. Stir and um, add fruity garnish. And that is called the Killer Bee Cocktail. Okay. Killer Bee Cocktail. That sounds delicious. That pepper, oh, man, definitely. that sounds interesting. That little bit of pepper it in there. It does. Yeah. It seems like when you add different ingredients, it does change the taste of it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Well, that will be posted on the uh, website at apajamaparty.com. Look under Cocktail of the Week, and you can get that recipe. should be up by tomorrow. Usually the interns post over the weekend, so between Saturday and Sunday, it will be on the website. So be sure to check it out. Uh, thank you, Kettle, for that. Let's see. I'm checking to see if Papa Didi is ready. Papa Didi, are you ready for what's popping? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. He's ready. Okay. He's ready. All right. All right. Let's go. Rock and roll. Let's fire it up. What's popping, Papa? Oh, man. Well, uh, let's talk about hijacking. Uh Uh-oh. That whole thing with the football thing uh, had to do when Trump stuck his nose in and hijacked that whole story, you know? He he spent that whole narrative that Kaepernick was 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 talking about when it came to what what's happening today because I tell you what, when it comes to all this abuse that was going on, Kaepernick was way ahead of this. Mm-hmm. He was way ahead of this. As far as the I wouldn't say we we all were aware of this. But Kaepernick and the other gentlemen, uh, a few other people, the other brother played for the Eagles, the other guy played for the uh Carolina Panthers, they were they were already doing this. And Trump came in and changed the narrative, claimed that they were kneeling because they were anti-flag, they was anti-American, and the owners, like I said earlier, what did I say about white folks? Monkey see, monkey do. The one that got the most toys wins, okay? So being Trump as the president, he got the most toys, all 32 of those rich owners 
followed suit on him like it was a casual thing in the suburbs. He had the biggest house, nicest car, the handsomest children, the best job, and everybody on the block wanted to be just like him. And that's why they all, all those owners in the NFL was kissing Trump's ass, fell for the story, and they nixed them. They all got together and they ostracized Kaepernick, straight up. And even, even Goodell. Goodell was behind that, too. Now he's coming out saying that we got it wrong. What do you mean you got it wrong? You you listened to Trump and what even listened to the, to, to the men that was playing under your foundation. This was, this was your situation. How are you not going to understand where your players is coming from? And if you did understand where they're coming from, why did you take Trump's route instead of you trying to figure out what was going on for real? But we had to have somebody die in your face on national TV and the whole world erupt. So now Goodell is saying, oh, yeah, we got it wrong. We're going to give you 250 minutes. Well, hell, you should have done that four years ago. But nah, you listen to Trump, and everybody's just listening to Trump, listening to Trump. But, you know, I just hope that with this initiative that LeBron James got going on now with a few basketball players and they pushing the vote and everything, but we got to do more than push the vote, man. We got to watch people's ass. Because these jokers think they're slick, and they're not slick. They're not slick. You know, they we've been asleep for so long, and like I said, we got such nice dispositions that we let stuff ride, thinking it's going to get better. But when it comes to these white folks, it ain't going to get no better. It ain't getting no better, so we're going to we gonna have to wake up. we got to beat them at their own game. we got to be just as slick as they are. You got to be just as cheesy as they are, undercover as they are, as mischief as they are. At some point, we almost got to be what they think we are, you know? We have to be what they think we are in order to, for them to understand where we're coming from, to know that we're serious, you know? If they think the black man got big old Johnson, then we need to pull out our big old Johnson and say, yeah, you're damn right we got it, and here it is. And stop acting like we're being so nice. We're being so, we're so passive. And only passive because that's how we were raised. But they being vicious. So, you know, I don't know how many times I go to the supermarket and I close on this. Where I see a woman, she's down picking up some eggs in the refrigeration department. And I'm over by the ice cream next to her cart. This white woman in her pocketbook on the back of the cart. Wide open. Wide open. And I say, excuse me, ma'am. Is this your cart way down here at the other end of the goddamn aisle? Is that your pocketbook? Uh, I wouldn't leave it. Oh, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you. I need to rip your ass off just like you people think black people do. I should have just stole your goddamn pocketbook, your car keys. I should have drove your damn car home and left my car in the damn parking lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just... We, we we see them in so many vulnerable positions and we try to warn and tell them and be nice to them and open up to them, but they still in our face, they still open up our mouth and shit down our throat every time. So in order to win this election, we almost got to get as dirty as they are. I'm, I'm going to end it on that. I hear you. Wow. Got to go, go with like a... Not like what uh what's her name it's uh Michelle Obama when they go low you gotta go high you gotta go lower huh lower gotta go lower 
like, all right, right. Keep us giving yeah, a perfect yeah. example. We're going high. We always go high. That's what we've been trained and taught and exactly. brought up to do. But, you know, I agree. Sometimes when they go lower, sometimes we have to go lower or just as low. But, okay. That's Papa Didi. How low can you go? Hey. How low can you go? Can you go down low? <laughs> can you go to the floor? All right, man. <laughs> All right, cattle. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> I ain't messing with y'all. <laughs> All right, you gonna light me I was up? waiting on cattle to say yeah. it. <laughs> you gonna lighten it up, baby? Come on with it. Yep. Come on, red wine. All right, we gonna lighten it up and hit the weird news. Let me take you on a safari. This is the dumbest tourist ever. A tourist on safari had an incredibly lucky escape after this idiot decided to lean out of the the vehicle and try to stroke a lion on the back. Now, how stupid is that? These are like wild lions, not circus animals. He's going to stick his arm out the window and try to rub the back of the lion. The clip, it was a short uh, film clip uh, filmed on tour at the Serengeti National Park in Tanzania when visitors couldn't believe that their van was even able to get, like, within inches of wild lions out there. And then the big cats seemed like they were happy to just mind their business. Nobody bothered them. People were taking pictures. And then all of a sudden, the temptation got to be too much for this one passenger who then leans across somebody and sticks his arm out the window and tries to pet that lion on the back. Now, at first, the lion didn't react, and then all of a sudden, the mood changed. The lion turned his head around and started to growl. Everybody started panicking, telling the man, close the window, close the window. So he reached back, tried to slide back across, and before he could, the lion roared angrily and jumped, like, not inside but into the vehicle as the cameras and everybody ducked down. The lion is then, you could see him on the video, staring right into the the eyes of the people as they're all scrambling trying to get out of the way. Now, this is a dumb thing to do, of course, and they went on to say that you could get yourself killed or if you survive it, you'll be banned from national parks for doing dumb stuff like that. I don't know what possessed this man to stick his arm out of the window of the safari jeep and try to pet a lion. He's lucky he didn't get his stupid arm taken off. I tell you what, that's one way to mess up a vacation. Everybody's taking pictures, and all of a sudden you see somebody's arm ripped off. Ain't nobody trying to see that. Mm-hmm. Right. All there right, I'll go next. Give, give, give Papa a rest for a second. Um, okay. This, uh, Alaskan woman. Uh, out walking harassed 30 minutes by Mama Moose. Anchorage, Alaska, an Alaska woman out for a walk with her dogs, of course, was repeatedly harassed by Mother Moose and left with brushes, with bruises, I'm sorry, and a torn shirt after the moose kicked her in the chest during one of its charges. Donna Rogers, 82, said her ordeal with a huge angry mama moose with two calves lasted about 30 minutes on a military base maintenance trail. 
Roger said she was um, talking with her son on the phone when the moose appeared on the trail at Joint Base um, Elmendorf Richardson. The dog started barking. Then this huge angry mama moose came flying out of the side of the road, she said. The moose charged two of Roger's three dogs who ran in different directions. They got the hell up out of here. <laughs> she thought she could get back to the truck in the parking lot, but could not. Rogers ran down the trail with her smallest dog and moved behind the wooden sign. She attempted to block the moose with her pet stroller and danced around the sign, evading the moose's charges uh, for the next 20 to 25 minutes. Sometimes the moose would disappear into the woods only to charge from a different direction. Wow. Eventually, the moose kicked and hit Rogers in her chest again. I remember um, looking down at my shirt and saying, she tore my shirt, and now she's going to come back and get the rest of me. Wow. She she plans to return to the trail and is not angry at the moose. What the hell is kind of shit is this? Is the 82-year-old woman crazy? Maybe she got hit in the head or something. Oh, God. Wait a minute. This 82-year-old woman survived being attacked or hit or kicked or whatever by a moose. Right. And she suffered um, bruises in her chest and finger. And she's going to go back. And she wants to go back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She has to be white. Woo. (laughs) All right. Papa Didi, what's your weird news tonight? Uh, This one here. I don't think nothing can top that. They crazy. I don't know. This one here, this happened in Berlin, Germany. This petty theft in a supermarket. He he uh he stole uh five euros of food, which is five dollars and sixty five cents in German money. Uh police say the German the, the, the German man uh fled the store after stealing five dollars and sixty five cents of American money and food and ran out so fast that he forgot his eight year old son. Oh, my okay. gosh. So the Berlin police said it's Saturday that the 29-year-old suspect ran out with the $5.65 worth of food and was trying to steal. It while he was When he was stealing, he triggered the alarm at the supermarket checkout late Friday. Police said that the uh, man's 8-year-old son was left behind, so the, mm-hmm. so the man was quickly apprehended when he came back to find his child. <laughs> And um, they said he also he fell when he was escaping, so he had to go to the hospital for the arrest of him. I mean, what a jerk off! What a jerk off! Anyway, wow, this happened in Berlin, Germany. That's weird news. This must be the idiot review. We got three idiots. (laughs) Yep, one more had a line. The other one out here want to go back where the moose attacked her. And this man want to rob a store and forgot he left his son in there. You go, see. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, that well, we wraps got- up our news for tonight. Good gracious. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with I'm just uh, the world-famous red wine. We'll be back on the other side of the break. It's Friday night, and you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 
8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentaries, and the world's famous Kiss It List. And you don't want to be on the Kiss It List. So visit apajamaparty.com. Check out the cocktail of the week. Get your glass and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. Hi, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, bonsoir. All right, Red Wine, what you got going on tonight here? Well, tonight what I have is, um, I'm just saying, who are you calling questionable? I got to go back and talk about 45 some more. I'm sorry, but, you know, he makes it kind of hard to not talk about him because he says the craziest stuff. And you just have to kind of scratch your head and go, what? He wants to stay relative. Well, relative, relevant, whichever. Relevant, I meant to say. Well, uh, in an interview with a black reporter today, Trump said that while President Abraham Lincoln, who freed black people from slavery during the Civil War, and while also saving the Union, did some good, the end result of the 16th president's actions were always questionable. I'm like, wait a minute. The end result of what Lincoln did was questionable? I'm just saying, who is Trump calling questionable? All of the crazy things that he says and does, you have the audacity to talk about anybody's actions being questionable? Trump's odd comment happened during an interview with a Fox News reporter, of course, but it was a black reporter. His name is Harris Faulkner. Now, he sat there in front of a black reporter and made these asinine remarks. So he's talking to Harris Faulkner, and Trump also claimed that he had done more for the black community than any other president, with the possible exception of Lincoln. And that's when I thought maybe my ears are drunk you know, and, and I'm just not hearing this right. So I had to, like, run it back in my head to make sure I heard what I thought I heard. So then Trump said, so I think I've done more for the black community than any other president. And let's take a pass on Abraham Lincoln because he did good, although it's always questionable. So this black reporter said uh, as a follow-up, uh, I'm sorry, then, he, the, then Trump said as a follow-up, you know, in other words, the end result. That's what he was calling questionable. So he says to this brother, you know, in other words, the end result. So, of course, now I'm feeling real dizzy hearing this. What does he think that he has done for overall for the black community that other presidents didn't do or that he's done so much more for the black community? I, I really would like to know. Can somebody, like, tell me? Is there a list? Is it posted somewhere? Because I'm not aware of it. I don't recall whatever these benefits and alleged good things are. So I think 
he really confused the reporter too because his response was, uh, "Well, we are free, Mr. President." He did pretty well. He was talking about Lincoln now. Now you would think forty-five would have just let it go, but you know, forty-five he doubled down with the crazy. So Trump said, "You understand what I mean?" So I'm gonna take a pass on Abe, honest Abe, as we call him. And so. He's calling Lincoln's actions questionable. How about having peaceful protesters forcibly removed from Lafayette Park so that you can walk through for a photo op with a Bible that's clearly not your own to pose in front of a church that you've only been inside of once in your life? I would say that's questionable. Or when you can't even tell the truth about hiding in a bunker that you claim You only went down there to inspect. I would call that questionable. And that's just the first two things I can think of that happened in the last week or two. This man is full of questionable actions and questionable statements. How dare you? Not that I'm a lover of Lincoln, but, I mean, give a man some credit. Whatever his motives were, he did sign what was necessary to liberate slaves at that time. So I'm just saying Uh, To say that his actions were questionable, Uh, Trump needs to really just stop talking. So, you know, of course, I'm not surprised that Trump says this kind of stuff. but, But, you know, one thing I see, Trump exposes himself, his true heart, when he goes off script and starts talking from his mind, from his heart. Because that's when he tells the truth and tells on himself. As long as he stays on the script, he'll recite the words that were written for him. But once he goes off the script and starts rambling, that's when you hear the real, the real 45 come out. So it doesn't surprise me. But I would say virtually everything he says or mostly everything he says and does is a flat out lie or questionable at best. Since he wants to say that Lincoln's actions were questionable. So that's all I'm saying. This is red wine. I'm just saying Trump to me is the epitome of questionable. So he really needs to go have several seats talking about who's questionable. Don't tell that brother, you know what I mean. No, I, I would have told, if I had been that brother, I would have said, no, I really don't. What do you mean? Are you saying it was questionable to free the slaves? You have a problem with that? What, what do you mean? Please clarify, sir. Jericho. Oh, sorry. Hmm. <laughs> Not you, Red Wine. That was a good one. Okay. <sighs> you know, that's the way the rotten cookie crumbles. All righty. Living for the city, Papa Didi? Yeah. Sure, you, you need yeah. a, no, a group. Okay. All right. What yeah, you got I'm for ready. us? We might as well get it in. I tell you, I just I just think that we all have to take a break on everything that we hear and see and don't even really take it serious. Don't even let it uh, get, any, get underneath your skin, you know, because, you know, we people think they know us and they really don't. I think that we if we came off on something new, we would really flim-flam everybody. We would manipulate the hell out of everybody. I mean, because every time people talk about black people, they always use terms like, uh, 
black people, but then they want to go with this whole African-American terminology, which, you know, you can call me black any day. And they want to go with this African-American terminology and make it sound sophisticated or what have you. And then they say terms like the black community. And they say things like uh, the black neighborhood or black people. And they act like that we're all in this all in this uh, mixture that when you stir it up and put it in a pot, it just makes pancakes or makes French toast or whatever. And they always know where to go find us or they always go know the how to talk about us, what's going to piss us off, what's going to... Like, they know us so damn well. When, as we know, as black people, that there is so many shades of black, it's not even funny. There's so many different people of blacks. you got the rich-ass LeBron James. you got the rich-ass Tyler Perry's. you got the rich-ass Oprah Winfrey's. You got the rich-ass Michael Jordans. Hell, they ain't living in no fucking neighborhood. They got their own goddamn acres, I'm sure, somewhere, you know? But they they, they list them as the black community. They don't, you know, it's so interesting. Even on your job, when you when you talk to, to white folks, it seems like they're the ones driving for 45 to an hour and a half to go home. And they, don't nobody say where they live. They, just, they don't live in the area, but they all take another hour and 45 minutes to get their ass home. But ain't nobody speaking specifically where they live. But they all seem to live somewhere where there's not a lot of black people at. You know? Out in Winchester, Loudoun County, uh, Queen Anne, King, King, King Anne, you know, all these Virginia communities. Now, these communities now, as you know, Northern Virginia was one of the strongest Confederate areas, you know, during the whole uh, Confederate situation, you know. Northern Virginia, meaning right outside of D.C., you know, right down the belt of the Woodbridges and all this, all those little towns out there. You know, like I said, Winchester and all this stuff. Like when you see the news on TV and they throw a Virginia map up, you see towns that black folks ain't even know were near these areas, and you, the population is next to nothing. You know, and you you see and you wonder like what what uh you know, wow, and how'd you hear about that? You know what I mean? How'd you hear about that? How long you been living out there? And what's the connection of that? But four or five of your coworkers all live out there. But the shit is like an hour and 45 minutes away. But when they get nestled out there, they're in an area where they can just let themselves be free because they're... But they feel like when they go an hour and a half in one direction, that all the blacks are going to the black neighborhood. Like, we're all going back to the projects when we leave the job. I mean, you, you ever, do you ever hear it? Mm-hmm. You ever hear it, listen to it, understand it? I mean, sometimes I wonder, like, when I leave out the door, where the fuck do y'all think I'm going? You know what I mean? I may live around a majority of black people, but I live in a working class neighborhood. Shoot, when I get up in the morning, hell, if I ain't got to work first thing in the morning, the cars are gone. Joker's going to work. You know? Joker's got garages and shit and all kinds of stuff, all the luxuries of life. But they swear we going to a neighborhood where we just, you know, we going to Peddler's Village or some damn where. Well, the black community in the black neighborhood, there in the black neighborhood. Well, blacks live all over the place. Where do you think uh, 
I don't call out no name, but what do you think of the lady uh, who runs the uh, Prince George County, uh, you know, one of the blackest uh, counties in Maryland? What's her name? Also Brooks? That wonderful, intelligent, bright young lady who uh, who runs that. Where do you think she lives? You think she lives in the hood somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She don't live in the hood? I'm sure she got a nice little crib. Y'all rest her beautiful soul. But boy, they think we all going back to the wherevers. They think we going a good time. They just, I swear, it's very interesting when you talk to, and that's why I say I, I encourage my beautiful black people. When you go on the job amongst your coworkers, try to do more listening than talking. Put a put a headphone in one of your ears and act like you're busy as hell. And when they get together in their little circles and start talking. Turn the volume down their headphone and hear what they got to say about their lives. You know, how their sister-in-law is living with them rent-free. You know, their their wife's sister. You know what I mean? Oh, my sister-in-law will be living with me for two years. She ain't paid me a fucking dime. <laughs> this is the kind of shit they saying now. You know what I mean? Now, her son ain't shit. Plays on the couch and cooking meth in the garage. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is the kind of shit they saying. It's crazy. If you would sit back and listen to them, we as blacks need to stop talking so damn much and listen. You'd be surprised what jokers are saying and what what they got going on in their lives. And and one more thing I'm, I'm gonna get out here. I don't I don't I want to uh, keep it. Like we spoke on earlier about different things with the um, the way they're they're trying to you know unlock products and all that. Another thing I noticed, too, is when you go to stores, the things you get, the product you get, or the change you get. I don't know how many times in my life I've gone in a store, and I get somebody 20, and they give me back a raggedy-ass five, raggedy-ass $1 bills, you know, stuff that needs to be, you know how the bank destroys that money because it's tore or raggedy, or, and I, I go through a toll booth, like if I'm going up north for somewhere, and I go to the Perryville toll booth, I give the lady a twenty and I told eight dollars and and she'll give me back twelve dollars. She'll give me two dollars and a raggedy ass ten dollar bill. I'm like, did you give me this ten because when you go in and count your money, you don't want to take that raggedy ass money somebody else gave it to you, so you hand it off to a black man? I'm saying, Can you please take this ten dollar back and ten dollar bill back and give me two fives or five ones or a better ten dollar bill? What? What? What's wrong with it? I mean, you know what the fuck is wrong with it. You just gave it to me. It's tore up. It's beat up. Faded out. I can't even see the damn president's face on the damn thing. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's just, you know, we, it's not only it's not only products on the counter. We have been victims of so much stuff. So much food, everything. When we buy stuff, you know, stuff that may not be fresh. We, we just, uh, it's just a mess. Just a mess. It all needs to stop. I'll, I'll leave it at that. All right. I'm not mad at that. On that dirty money. Oh, That's what it looks like disease on paper. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want any. trying to hand me that pawn that stuff off on me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? <laughs> no, thank you. Mm-hmm. It might have mm-hmm. just come up on top of the stack. She might not have just. Oh, uh, don't don't you come. dare give her a break! <laughs> don't don't you go there, you passive Negro. So damn passive. Oh boy, no, she's a nice 
nice white woman. She just did that money. It was just the next one on top of the You see how we sound? That's our problem right there. (laughs) Right? But red wine is saying that's our problem. Well, she probably meant to put Always give them the damn benefit of the doubt. Mm mm. She meant to do that shit. Anyway. <laughs> okay, okay. You're listening to WPJP Blog Talk Internet Radio in Washington, D.C. All right. Yeah. It's time to go to Hollywood and get the entertainment oh, report. Right. Are you I'm ready? ready? I'm ready. Yep, that's where we are. According to you the program, the that's tonight. where we are. Yes, we I'm are. We're getting it all in the night. Uh-uh. Y'all must be tired. Ready to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah. following the program. I'm in no hurry. Yeah, okay. Okay. The social okay. distancing. We can't go to the club. Where are we going? <laughs> That I mean, they starting to open uh, restaurants, pools, gyms, little bit of everything today. So yeah, well, I'm still social distancing. They can open what they want. <laughs> You're not going, huh? No, ma'am. Yeah, they did say we have another curve to get through, so we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah, they said numbers are starting to climb up again. So. I'll just stay put. Papa Didi can go out there if he wants. You going out there, Papa Didi? I'm straight. Okay. You straight. You going out there, Kevin? Mm -hmm. I ain't messing with him. Uh Uh-uh. Nope, (laughs) nope, nope. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Well, since we're on this um, thing, that's a good segue to get into um, something that we already knew. Um, Anna Wintour, uh, she's the editor of Vogue. She acknowledges lack of support for black staff on Vogue. Many high-level media executives have come under criticism in the past week as former employees have spoken out about hostile and racist work environments. Really? So the editor-in-chief, Anna Wintour, uh, of Vogue, she's been uh, the editor since '88. She's the artistic director and, and the editor has admitted to um, a hurtful, intolerant actions at her own publication. So wow. she puts out a letter to her employees. She, she says, "I want to say plainly that I know Vogue has not found enough ways to elevate and give space." to black editors, writers, photographers, designers, and other creators. We have made mistakes, too, publishing images or stories that have uh, been hurtful or intolerable. Uh, I take full responsibility for those mistakes. Okay. Well, that's a good thing or not. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so she did acknowledge it, so that's a good thing. So. All right. Yeah. Going on. Yeah, finally, yeah. Well, I, I guess because all this is going on, I guess she said, well, it's time. So this is the right time, I guess. So I, it's I give been her time, a, but okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Long overdue, but um, yeah. Um, Kelly Clarkson filed for divorce from um, Brandon uh, Blackstock 
after nearly seven years of marriage. Interesting. Mm. 38-year-old yeah. filed, um, court, she filed court papers to end the marriage under her uh, married uh, name, Kelly um, Blackstock, on June the 4th in L.A. Yeah, mm. she's the first American Idol. Everybody knows that. She married him. He's the stepson of um, Reba McIntyre. So, oh, I didn't know interesting. that. Yeah. Mm. They met, um, Clarkson first met Black uh, Stock when um, he worked as Rascal Flatts road manager. So the guy got money, but, you know, and so, you know, who knows why they're divorcing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Grammy drops Urban from category name. Clarify best for uh, new artist rules. The term "quote unquote" urban has been removed from a Grammy Award category to reflect the evolving state of the music industry. Interesting changes um, to best new artists, eligibility, and nomination committees were also announced. Um, best urban contemporary album has been renamed best progressive R&B album. And um, I think, believe nine other categories have been changed. So they took the word urban out of that, um, out of the name. So trying to do some changes. Um, the um, CEO, Deborah Dugan, she was ousted out last year, um, who accused the Academy of having a culture, misogyny, discrimination, sexual harassment, corruption, and conflicts of interest. Okay, they ousted her out. But this new president, um, he's making some changes. Harvey Manson Jr. So we'll see. Black guy. So we'll we'll see what happens. You know, see if things really gonna change, as they say. Yep. We'll see. Also, yeah. Also, um, a few deaths in the industry. Um, this is us writer Jazz Waters. Um, her death was ruled a suicide. Waters wrote on 18 episodes of This Is Us and also worked on um, Jim Carrey's Kidding, Hood Adjacent with James Davis. Um, she worked on The Gossip Game, BH1. Um, and he goes on to say the entire um, This Is Us family was devastated to learn of the Jazz Waters passing. Um, she committed suicide, unfortunately, but she was under the um, name as Jazz Fly. Um, she wrote for um, some other, um, you know, uh, TV things, uh, J-A-S-F-L-Y. She went under that particular name. Um, wow. so I'm not sure, you know, why, why she committed suicide, what was going on. She was only 39. So, yep. And um, last but not least, Bonnie Porter, uh, found one of the founding members of the Pointer Sisters. She died at 69. Um, oh, wow. So. Yep, they um they did quite a bit. They did some uh, what jazz and Broadway and a little bit of everything because uh, it was four of them. One passed, I think. Um, I'm not sure how long ago. And then this is yeah, the that was a one. while so, back. Uh, yeah, so it's two sisters that, that are left. Yeah, that was the youngest mm-hmm. one. Right. Yeah. Yep. Her name was Bonnie Porter, but um. Let's see, her government name was, um, uh, let's see what the government name was, because Bonnie was a nickname, Patricia Eva Porter. Bonnie was a nickname. Um, They had a babysitter, and um, (laughs) 
they said the babysitter, the, the girl reminded her of um, a, a bunny rabbit. So they called her Bonnie. So <laughs> I guess he was just hopping everywhere, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, yep. Uh-huh. She died okay. at 69. Yep. Yep. All right. That's my Hollywood wrap-up. All right. Well, thank you. We are now up to date. You're welcome. And that was the one with the deep voice. Bonnie. Yeah. Look what they done to me. Uh, mm-hmm. they run through me. <laughs> she did a lead. She's lead on that song. Uh, yes, totally K-K? automatic. No, totally okay, automatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the one that died, the one that died early on was the youngest one. You know, she had a, a drug problem, and she. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But she had the best voice, the youngest one. She had mm-hmm. unbelievable voice. Okay. Yeah, she, carried him, she carried them all then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really did. And um, she soon, you know, right when that when the coke turned into crack, that's when she went out. She went out early. I, I would I would beg to say that she passed away probably about whew, maybe ninety five, ninety seven. I mean, early. It was early. She'd been dead about twenty years now, at least. Mm. Not mistaken. God bless them. What a group! I love the way you. I love the way used to. They used to wear those old-fashioned clothes. Yes, they had the the forties. Yeah, they, they really dressed in the forties style. Yeah, they were very. They were very special people. Yeah, yeah nice little concept. I had some stuff styled after them. I mean, based on their style. When I was in high school, I had um, gotten this really nice wool suit, and I had the stewardess hat. And you couldn't tell me I was not an adopted pointer sister. Uh-huh. I was doing the thing. Yeah, they were they were great. Well, I'm so sorry to hear about that, but God bless her. God bless her soul. Condolences to the family. All right, well, that takes us to the Kiss It List. Mm-hmm. The world famous Kiss It List. The world famous. The list of all the jokers that showed their butt last week, oh, yeah. or this week, or recently, and uh, well, we got a list of them. Yeah, who you got for us this week? Well, Donald Trump and Roger Goodell, they always sit on top of that joker. Yeah, you know, for sure. Without a doubt. We'll put all the owners of the NFL, because now the truth about them is coming out, that they were just following Donald Trump's lead about not, not hiring Kaepernick. Yeah, you know? for sure. We'll put the police force, the Minneapolis police force, put them on there. You know, I think they should have pushed that guy off his ass when he saw them get too aggressive on there. Oh, absolutely. Any any over-aggressive cop out there, you know, because they they seem to have the edge on the rookies and everybody, you know what I mean? It's almost the rookies don't, they can't do anything. And the sad part about it, and let's put some of these police unions on there as well. Because they want to stand behind these They're guys. They're part of the problem. They want to stand behind these guys big time, but they can't even teach their new cops to help curb their old cops that are old and racist in their own way. And you brand new on a job. I, you know, I ain't gonna say I feel sorry for the guys, the of the young dudes that was in that situation. But shit, they lost their job and they just got that damn job. You know, mm-hmm. and it took an old racist jerk off to uh, put everybody over the edge. He messed up the whole schmear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Imagine what their wives and girlfriends and everybody is saying. 
or their significant others, and they told them that they're they're fired now and pending a pending a trial. You know, they're like, damn, how the hell that happened? What happened? Well, such such was on the guy's neck, and uh, we didn't do anything to stop him. Didn't you see he was killing his ass? So you know, it's the same with Freddie Gray in Baltimore. You know, absolutely. Four police officers the same way. Like I said, we definitely gonna put the police unions on there because they're so damn powerful. Because they they collecting damn two hundred dollars a month, two hundred dollars a month from all those police officers. So they gotta defend them in every way because they living in fat city. They got their little um, every year. They probably got their little uh, union convention in Cancun or St. Thomas, or you know what I mean? Yep. Unions make a lot of damn money. Don't get it twisted. And I would also add anybody who's part of NASCAR who is upset about them saying no more Confederate flags. Mm-hmm. All those Confederate flag loving people, y'all on the kiss it list. You need to let it go. And those of you Once and for all, I just want to say for those who still don't seem to get it, the South lost that war. Sure did. So why are you still trying to wave a flag of the loser? The South lost. Mm-hmm. Put that flag down. Let it go. And uh, because the North knew to put some blue jackets on them slaves. Mm-hmm. Don't think the black folks won that damn war. That's who won the war. Because their life was on the line as far as their future was concerned. And they just, you know, but then uh, the losing, the, the, the sad part about it is that the, the, the war was mostly fought in the, in the southern areas. So so therefore it was like the losers, they just, they, they kept track of all the the names of everybody and tried to, you know, keep them going. And it was the racist one trying to hold on. It's a deep situation. It was just ignorance. The way it people really held is. on to the, it was ignorance. Everybody it's wanted, over. It was underdog. It's been over you know? for a long, long time. Yeah. You need to put those flags away. For all as I'm concerned, you can burn them. But if you don't want to do that, fine. Just put them away. You want to keep them in your own house because that's your thing? Have at it. But all of this flying them, wearing them, and and touting them around people and stuff, y'all need to stop that. And for those people who are in defiance and mm-hmm. determined to do it, you are now officially on the kiss it list. And also, I want to put uh, Trump on the kiss it list again, again. for putting that, uh, the, what do you call it, disclaimer out to tell people if you come to the rally for him, you got to sign that disclaimer notice to say, I will not sue Trump, the campaign, or the venue if I end up with COVID-19 mm-hmm. virus. Yeah. What kind of bull crap? And they moved to Jacksonville. Was it Jacksonville, Florida, I think? I think it was. Yeah, because North Carolina kicked them out. Too. Yeah, North Carolina yeah. said you can't have a group They're like that because of COVID-19 restrictions. You're not yeah. going to do it. Well, he don't mind. Anything I do with Florida, he loves it because he's back down his little territory. Well, he's got that in his pocket anyway. Oh, yeah. That governor, but. Oh, definitely. But I'm just saying. And and the senator. Without a disclaimer notice. The senator of Florida, he really got, because he used to be the. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, what's his name? What's his name? I can't think of it. But he's on the kiss it list. Skinny guy with a bald head. Yeah. All of them. But I'm saying, you're putting people at risk. So I blame him and the people dumb enough to sign that waiver and come and sit up in there 
just to see him live. You see him every day on TV. You read all his bull crap on Twitter every freaking day. Why would you put you and your family at risk? It's just idiotic. So all the people who I come a, to that rally, y'all on the kids list. Few. What you got, Kevin? Right, I, I got a few. Um, Dan Snyder for um, contributing to Trump's parties. He gave him a million dollars for his parties. And um, Kraft, haven't seen him in a while, just because. NFL, they claim they're giving $250 million, but we're going to see. We're going to watch him. And Roger Goodell for giving a shitty-ass damn um, uh, whatever he's talked about. He ain't talked about nothing. He didn't acknowledge Kaepernick, and you blackballed this man for three years. So your ass on the kitchen list. That's it. <laughs> okay. Is that everybody for this week? And that $250 million is over a 10-year period. Exactly. That ain't no lump sum right away. That's and that's coming from the, and that's year. coming from the owners. You know. I still don't believe that, though. Well, we'll see. We'll see what's going to I just don't believe them. But if they're raising money, then it may not be coming from the owners. They're doing whatever the they're owners, doing to the raise are, money. The owners are part of the whole NFL. Right, part. But I'm saying circle. they're not just all, it's not all out of pocket, out of any of their right, pockets. Right. Well, yeah, they they got their whole thing. They got the, all these little NFL uh, stores, all the little T-shirts you buy, hats and everything. They got to do with all that. They, they control all that stuff. They got different money they get from uh, Bud Light, the official. And his statement was, we have been raising money. So when you say raising money, that's not typically from endorsements, commercials, and all. That's your revenue. Raising money is when you usually go out and actively solicit donations and stuff from people. So that's what bothers me. If you're taking it out of pocket, then fine. Put your $25 million Two hundred fifty well, million up. Money from everywhere. Yeah, but I mean, who you solicit? Never mind. I'm gonna let it go. Time. We already put him on the list. Anybody no, else? Well, what we got for him? What we got for him? That's it. What we got for him? We got a special prize for everybody on this week's list. Kiss my in All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darlings. Well, we're about to wrap it up. It's yeah. been a good night, good show, good topics, good convo. Yeah. Nobody got slapped, so it's a good night. Nobody got murdered. Nobody got murdered. Woo. Sound like a 
Last word. Over to you, Papa Diddy. What's your last word? Well, my last word is, you know, with this election coming up, you know, just just get ahead of it. You know, be just as slick and slimy as they are. You know what I mean? mean, If you're going against Trump, know that he's going to bring out all the stock. You know, Russians, everybody. And just, you know, forget what your mama taught you. You know, be a dog. Be a dog at it. You know, get rid of your mannerism and your, you know, take the... You know, take the napkin from around your neck and everything you did when you eating crabs or lobster. Take all that shit off. <laughs> Let that shit run down your mouth. You know, get get dirty with it because he gonna get dirty. So, ain't no time to be some passive ass black person. You know, trying to win this. You gonna win? It, you gotta get down and dirty. I got them vote. You gotta make sure these polls is open, things are right. Flag it early. You know, see what's going on. Keep your eyes open, man. Each one tell one. If something ain't right, you know, we got to keep our eye on the prize, you know. Make sure all the polling places is right, whether it's at a school or whatever. Everybody just have to be, you know, keep their, keep their eyes open, their mind open toward making things right. Because they're going to try to, they're going to try to, like they did in Georgia, people standing in line and hot weather and everything like that, you know. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. Trump's prime, like like um, Biden said, Trump's going to try to steal this election. That man don't want to give up that power. You know what I mean? He feel like he's the great white hope, but he don't want to let that go. So, got to beat his ass. Oh, fuck him, as they say. Anyway. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll go next. My last word is to everybody who is out there standing for the cause for Black Lives Matter, which it does, always did, and always will. We appreciate your efforts, whether you're out there marching or whether you are contributing to various causes and organizations, making phone calls or just praying for people. You know, let's all do whatever we can do in whatever space you're in. Support the cause. We got to make this thing stick this time. We can't keep doing this over and over. Every generation shouldn't have to go through this. So I'm hoping that this time will be the last time. And that's my last word. Over to you, Kettle. Uh, my last word, I just wanted to tie up some loose ends on the um, Bonnie um, Pointer. Uh, Anita Pointer, she died in 2015. And June Pointer, she died in 2006. Uh, okay. So that yeah. was after. Okay. Right, that was the first one. And now Ruth, yeah, Ethan, and uh, Sadoka, they're the current... Uh, Point of sisters. So I guess there's either more sisters or cousins. I'm not sure. But um, they're just going to continue the legacy, I guess. Um, my last word, uh, just stay true to yourself. You know, if you need to go out there on the front line and protest, go protest. If you, you know, the power of a pen is better for you, you know, and stay inside and be safe, do that. But we do need to get out here and vote. Vote. And vote again You know Let's not wait To the last minute Let's either Send our ballot in Or go early Um, They started The primaries um, I know In in the district May 22nd To June the 2nd People waited To the last minute But you can't They've been advertising Advertising Go vote People waited To the last minute So um, You know You just gotta get out there And vote That's the key thing that's my last word. Absolutely. Please make sure everybody's registered and get out there and vote. 
mail it in if you haven't missed a mail-in deadline. If you got to stand in line, stand in that line. Do what you got to do. Make it happen. Yeah, I just want to commend the mayor of D.C. for writing that big old Black Lives Matter in the street like that. That was a bull. That, that was, was beautiful. Bull move, boy. Yeah. It was beautiful. That was a bull. That was awesome. Matter yeah, fact, it was, was a bold move. Proper, and it, it was it was yeah. awesome experience. You just had to be down there. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was people was were, people were leaving and people were coming to the march, and it was very peaceful, mm-hmm. very peaceful. You know, I know people Trump is tripping out over there. Oh sure, he probably wasn't even. He was probably down in the damn bunker. That pissed him off yeah. for real. Oh for sure. But but the mm-hmm. fence that he put up, I love that the messages people put on that fence. I mean, you saw people you didn't know, Breonna Taylor, just everybody, and, and people had a voice yeah. in that fence. So, oh, yeah, it was know, a lot of creativity. Lot. Yeah. They're taking yeah, some of that stuff sure. to the Smithsonian Institute. Yeah, I was just going to say and that. And the gentleman's taking it over to the uh, African American Museum. He's taking some stuff over there. Yeah. yeah. Brother so, Lonnie has got that history. thing on lock. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of uh, Yeah. And I just, I had one other shout out. I had one shout out to the folks in Seattle who have taken over Mm -hmm. that uh, abandoned police station. Y'all stay strong and Mm -hmm. do your thing. I ain't mad at it. Yeah. Yeah. Home of Starbucks. Yeah, it's it's, it's something going on. They they took it over for a reason because maybe it's not enough equality in that state or whatever. We just getting a, a, a small glimpse of what's going on. We don't know the whole story. Oh yeah, and believe me, and who, there's a whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who would who would think too with little sleepy Seattle off the chain like right. that? Look like a war zone out yeah. there. And it's pissing Trump off to no end. He's been all over yeah. Twitter telling them, "You need to get a grip on it, get it under control. If mm-hmm. you don't, I will." He's just all kinds. And they got of stuff. a young black chief of police too, female. And the mayor is basically telling him to sit down and shut up. We got this. Leave us alone. He's talking about weak Democrats over there. Got, uh, what do you call them? Uh, Terrorists over there taking over this city. Two females running. He's losing his mind. Got a female mayor and a female chief of police. That's all it is. All right, Joe. We got to get on out of here. We're up against the clock. We're going to get on out of here. We'll do it again next Friday night. Shout out to all of our friends, family, listeners. We appreciate you all. Shout out to Philly, Cali, North Carolina, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, the DMV. Who else did we miss? Mm. Everybody you else in between. No. We appreciate um. you. Let's say oh, good night. I did want to say, we... want to say ahead, one Carol. last note. Um... You guys got to go out and get the Upscale magazine. Our hometown um, uh, actress, Regina Hall, she's on the front cover. It's a very interesting story. It's Upscale magazine, Regina Hall, D.C. native. All right. That's it. Okay. All right. Y'all heard. Check it out. All right. Say good night, Papa. We got the roll. Oh, good night, everybody. Say good night, Cattell. Good night. And good night. Until next Friday, we'll do it again. We're out of here. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Shana. I regret 
to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Good night. 